Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, board-certified urologist, certifiable non-comedian, here with my <laughs> co-host, Donna Lee. That's right. I am a certified co-host, so thank you for joining us today. She's also certifiable. <laughs> I'm a board-certified urologist. This is a men's health show. We talk about all the topics between the nipples, nipples and, and the, the knees. knees. We have a wonderful time doing it. This show is available on many different platforms, just recently on YouTube. YouTube. Hey. We'll see how that goes, however. We're the worst. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I probably should comb my hair in the mornings. Right? Or put some clothes on. Something. Wear some pants. (laughs) I'm working from home, everybody. (laughs) I don't wear pants anymore. This show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialist. That's the urology specialty clinic that I started in 2007, which makes Mm -hmm. this our 15th year. That's right. If you're listening to this in the future, we could have been in practice for even longer. 30 years. This is a holistic practice where you don't have to wear pants. We ask you that you please wear pants, at least when you walk in. By holistic (laughs) urology, what we really mean is we kind of take a broader look at the human being and how things like erectile dysfunction and kidney stones and prostate cancer can be affected by nutrition, by general health, by stress, by sleep, all of these things that have an impact. Now, I'm a surgeon at heart, so don't think that I'm some kind of... When you're not looking, he's going to cut you wide open. Well, I mean, you you can't be looking. (laughs) (laughs) Through your sleep? Yes. Look over there, snip. Just like our prostate exams are done with you looking away. (laughs) If you have a urologist that's looking you in the eye during your prostate exam, I would be worried. Change urologist. That's right. Change urologist. Anyway, today we have a special guest, one of my great friends from the Austin area, Dr. Phil Oob. Yes, Thank you sir. for coming today. Thank you for having me. Now, Finally, you started after three, finally, years. three for years. Many, many years. We've been trying this for three years. Now, let's Amazing. start with the most difficult part of you. How do you spell Oob? <laughs> O-U-B-R-E. And that's important because that is what you named your medical practice. Yes, that's Oob actually a long medical. story. Yes, Oob Medical. And you're from uh, Baton Rouge? Correct. Louisiana, and, South and Louisiana. Do you, have, do you have a famous politician like Uncle? I yeah. do not, unfortunately. We already no. talked about that. Mm. We don't? No. It's like It's like having that name in Baton Rouge where everybody's got the same name. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's like Smith. Yeah. Like Oob is like the Smith of Baton Rouge. Exactly. The mystery of India. They know how to pronounce it in Louisiana, nowhere else. Now, why you're here today is because you and I have like a real kindred spirit when it comes to mm-hmm. our approach to medicine. And you've done it a lot better than I have. I wouldn't say that, you're a, a, but I appreciate fu- it. You're a functional medicine specialist. I refer so many people to functional medicine uh, over the years because what we try to do in just regular traditional medicine sometimes doesn't apply to what people need done. And so maybe you could just go through a little explanation of what a functional medicine doctor is. The briefest explanation of it is to say that whatever a human being has kind of acquired is the way I say it is. If you've acquired something over time, then it's because the body has created a defense mechanism or a protection against something that has happened. And so that something that you feel is a migraine is potentially a side effect of a protective mechanism by your body because you ate gluten and gluten is inflammatory to you and and that gluten inflammation causes migraine. So what we do as functional medicine doctors is we try to find out what that thing is that you're reacting to or that your body, your immune system is reacting to and remove it. And if you remove that trigger, the symptom goes away. So, so much of traditional medicine of the diagnoses you have is really not a diagnosis. It's a, it's a protective mechanism by the body that went awry. So you've been eating gluten for 60 years and now you have migraines. That, that's unusual. Why now? We don't know, but remove it and you're better. So huh. much of medicine is about trying to find out what makes everybody the same. Okay. You have high blood pressure, if mm-hmm. we just give you this one beta blocker, mm-hmm. then it's going to fix the high blood pressure in 97% of people, <laughs> right? So, so, so much of what we do is just trying to find the thing that can mm-hmm. fix the most people. When in fact, each of us is individual. Correct. We have these, these, this DNA in us mm-hmm. that even though the genes between me and you may be 
virtually identical. Obviously, your hair gene is a little bit better than mine. But, you know, virtually... a tire, too. <laughs> but virtually identical. But there's these epigenetics, these very small mm -hmm. things that turn certain genes on or off that make you different from me and the way that you respond to food different than the way I do. Exactly. And culturally and where you're born and all of this stuff. And so really functional medicine is about taking you as an individual and figuring out how you're different than everybody else. Exactly. That's so true. That's a great way to look at it. And so a uh, diet makes a really big part of what you do. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about how common dietary things that cause people to have medical conditions and then how you go about evaluating them? Gosh, that's, that's a three-hour talk right there. But the idea is that most of our foods in today's society is processed and we spend very little time in the kitchen. It's a fact that Americans spend more time watching cooking shows than actually cooking oh. at all. <laughs> that's me on TikTok. <laughs> and, oh. And me with your do-it-yourself cabinet making. Oh, boy. That's why your kitchen's broken. That's right. <laughs> so the idea is, it sounds cheesy, but just to get people back to whole foods and stop eating processed foods, and I don't mean whole foods like the grocery store headquarters in Austin, right? I mean whole foods, meaning the chicken, Sponsors the Sponsors of the end. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Pay royalties. So, yeah, getting people back to real whole foods that, that they cook themselves, they make themselves, they know where they got it from, somewhat the grocery store, they don't know where they, they got that from. Eating at a restaurant, eating at McDonald's, all of those things are processed and, and not great ingredients. And so our body is dysfunctional from it. it. It just makes total sense. When you put trash in, you can't expect goodness out. You put trash in, you get trash out. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes people think of dietary things as being like, I ate something and now I'm nauseated. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily think that I ate something and now my elbows have a rash on it. Mm -hmm. So the impact that nutrition can have on our entire body, kind of conceptually, we know that you are what you eat. Correct. But you don't really recognize that your sickness and illness can also have a big impact by what you're putting in your body. Absolutely. We're so detached from how food affects us. And because just like you said, food doesn't immediately affect most people. Like obviously people that are allergic to peanuts and die, if they <laughs> eat peanuts once and right. nearly die, right. they're never going to eat it again. It's right. pretty strong detractor. When you eat gluten and you're like, oh, I'm a little bloated. Well, but it tasted delicious. So I'm just going to keep eating it. <laughs> That's right? me. That's how I woke up this morning. <laughs> That's, That's I mean, why I'm shaped like a taco. Even something like lactose intolerance can take sometimes people a long time. Yes. Like, I don't know. Is I it? ate that. I ate that. I drank that milk. Milkshake. Now I'm farting all over the place, but you know. It's, but it's just every time. It's it, it's really a victimless crime. <laughs> is it? And so, and so uh, you mentioned bloating, which is a great topic because I think that like mm -hmm. a lot of people that want to go into functional medicine, their kind of ideal patient is the 45 year old woman who's bloated. If you're a 45 year old woman out there and you're bloated and you don't see a functional medicine doctor, you need to find one right. because that's who's going to fix it. I, right. It's probably not going to be your gastroenterologist. <laughs> right. Not at all. Because it's not, so it's not a question about giving you medicines. And then these people that come with constipation, you know, they get, they get a laxative and mm -hmm. then, then they have diarrhea and they have mm -hmm. to get something for the diarrhea. Mm -hmm. So it's almost a back and forth when they're not fixing the problem. I have that's a quick example. My friend who had bloating for months and months and months, she finally went to a gastroenterologist because she wouldn't go to the functional medicine doctor and they told her to take Beano. <laughs> and she was pregnant. She looked pregnant for like almost a whole wow. year of her life. And Beano actually fine. doesn't work for doesn't. bloating unless you <laughs> ate beans. But that's what the doctor said. <laughs> that's so, why it's called Beano. That's <laughs> the Beano. And so um, when, when you're going through an evaluation, it, do you do uh, tests or are you doing predominantly just like 
changes in diet and then seeing what happens. Yeah. So a combination of both. Our first intake visit is 90 minutes with preferably no data. I've, I've learned over time that the more data you have coming in, and I think you can agree, we're, we're, we're physicians. We're taught to look at the labs. So it's almost like when they bring too much labs at first, I usually just put it off to the side and say, I, I want to hear the story because the story of how you developed what you developed is actually the key to this. So sure, migraines is on your list. But if I focus on migraines, when your story actually started with bloating in your 20s, then I, I got distracted because the first thing is the usually the most important. And the others were defense mechanisms against the first thing. Um, so that's a common misconception is people rely too much on data. Now, as functional medicine doctors, we can spend thousands of dollars at the lab. But ultimately, if you're eating trash, you can take the best supplements in the world. You're still eating trash. Mm-hmm. I think that's really that's important to to, to, to to recount. And and not all diseases are um, like, like obvious candidates mm-hmm. for functional medicine doctors. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could talk about, so we talked about bloating, we talked about migraines, but even like behavioral things in children can have a big impact from functional medicine, right? Absolutely. I mean, between the ADD and the the defiance disorders and even autism, we've seen amazing recoveries from children. And sure, they may not be normal. They may not be the next Einstein, but to to be able to minimize the behavior disturbances, them cooperate more in school, it just makes everyone happier when when the kids are happier and doing better, right? So there's a lot of of inflammatory things. And the the part that always surprises me in in functional medicine is how you, like why a child was born with something that the parents didn't really have or had my milder versions. And what we're noticing over time is our children are sicker and there are more of them. And the reason why is because we pass on our inflammation. We pass on our toxic burden to our next generation. So these children are being born to inflammatory women and passing on that inflammation. So they're born with the inflammation. They're born with genetic epigenetic um, wrongs. And that's why they're expressing their symptoms much differently. The parent might have psoriasis, but the child is born with with, um, autism or ADD or something like that totally different right your skin and your brain totally different but they're both from uh, inflammation and that's what's and some genetic component there exactly and if uh, are your listeners if you can't tell even though dr oob is a primary care physician he's going to sound a lot different than your traditional <laughs> primary mm-hmm. care physician and I that's so. because there's special education that goes into functional medicine and a special approach and we're going to be right back but before we leave for this little break can you tell us your your website and your phone number so our website's easy if you can spell my name it's <laughs> oobmedical.com o u b r e medical don't forget the r com. that's right the r e makes us fancy and uh, our phone number is 512 829 1104. Well, thank you so much, and we'll be right back. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, joined by my co-host, Donna Lee. That's right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are very excited to continue this amazing conversation where we have a fancy doctor with an R and an E in his name. <laughs> I'm a board-certified urologist. This is a men's health show. The show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialist, urology specialty clinic that I started in 2007. Again, oh, you're old. Oh. Uh, that is I feel not so nice. young right now. That is not nice, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, we have a funny guest today. That's <laughs> awesome. Do not. I thought we did. <laughs> anyway, we're joined again by Dr. Not coming Philip, back, that's for sure. <laughs> Philip Oob, O-U-B-R-E. He is the founder of Oob Medical, a functional medical practice. And in the last segment, we discussed a little bit about how a functional medicine doctor's education is a little different. So why don't you just briefly go over kind of 
what your education was like. Painful. Uh, so oh, no. I'm a traditional LSU graduate. Probably. Yeah, I'm traditional med student residency, just like everyone else. And then getting out of residency, I started or I didn't start. I went to work for a primary care practice and um, slowly started to learn about functional medicine. I wouldn't even call it functional medicine, just say I was replacing vitamin D. And I thought I was pretty fancy at that point. And then I got even fancier when I was recommending fish oil. Then things got even more complicated when I saw homocysteine levels and started recommending B complex. Then I noticed my own labs were atrocious and started myself on all those things. As I started to do those things, I kind of collected patients. What's interesting is in medicine, you, you get what you put out there. So I started putting this stuff out there and people started migrating towards it. And then they would tell me what they were doing. As I kind of pulled on the thread of the sweater of, of what all is possible in functional medicine, I started going to conferences and things. So ultimately, majority of my functional medicine knowledge has nothing to do with my MD degree. And it cost a whole lot more to get the MD degree. And so I went to conferences and things. But unfortunately, in functional medicine, there's so much out there that a lot of it was just based on trial and error with my patients of experimenting with things, reading research and going to conferences and mixing it all together. So our education in functional medicine is is completely scattered and not simplified or strategic. So that's one of my missions in this world, not only to create my practice and, and treat patients, but also to teach other providers, hey, let me give you the shortcut. You can figure out your own way however you want to, but let me give you the shortcut to get there and give you kind of the basics and the foundation. They're not, functional medicine, as you said earlier, is, is very unique and bio-individualized, but there's some basics that every person needs to do. And as they're doing those things, they become unique as their body reacts to those things. To remove gluten from one person, and they are like, Hallelujah, I'm a new person. You remove it from another and they're like, yeah, that didn't do anything. I think that's a really important part of, of the approach is this idea that what I tried first doesn't work. Let's keep trying and keep investigating. Correct. But unfortunately, in today's medicine, that takes time. Correct. It takes commitment. Correct. And it's not for everybody. Mm -mm. If you're looking for a quick fix, if you're looking to like, and people do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Some people come to me for erectile dysfunction and want me to give them a pill. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're not interested in me talking about Doppler studies and, mm -hmm. and supplements and exercise. But then the one in 10, I would say one in 10 or one in eight. That's those, guys, those guys are really committed. You know what? They actually want to know. I don't want to take a pill. Give me another option. And that's the kind of person that you're speaking. Exactly. Uh, because it requires trial and error. It does require cash because a lot mm -hmm. of times things aren't covered by insurance. Correct. Even though the labs are often most of the time. Usually. And that time and commitment to make you better. So, so I think that people that have hard to kind of get their arms around does it diagnosis are the best ones for functional medicine? Exactly. I mean, that, that's our typical patient, and we're trying to get less of those typical patients. Our typical patient has seen 10 doctors before seeing us and has been um, depleted both energy-wise and cash-wise because they've, they've recommended all kinds of studies and treatments and things that didn't get anywhere. And then here we are recommending food to start with. And, and so that, that's our typical patient. But so many other people, as you mentioned earlier, just high cholesterol, diabetes, high blood pressure, those are things that are fairly easy to treat and reverse. And they're usually almost always lifestyle factors. The the problem is those things are so hidden. Erectile dysfunction, you know immediately when it happens, right? <laughs> right. It's not a surprise. What's wait, that? Wait a minute. <laughs> Why am I walking that way? <laughs> that, so, doesn't, that doesn't look right. <laughs> so high blood pressure, high cholesterol, they're completely asymptomatic. They don't have any symptoms until you have your first heart, heart attack. attack. Right. But no one gets any glory for preventing that heart attack. You get a lot more glory from getting an erection again, but there's no glory in reversing <laughs> cholesterol and diabetes and not having a heart attack. That's why I wear a crown. It's for all the glory, I guess. <laughs> So, so when it comes to a person who's going through a more complicated 
kind of medical condition, oftentimes we'll use supplements to kind mm -hmm. of help with that. Now you mentioned vitamin D, you mentioned mm -hmm. fish oil. We use a lot of uh, artery building kind of things. Not every supplement is right for every person because Correct. some guys will tell you that something makes them feel great and not, 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 not otherwise. And just like some medicines work for some and not others. Are there advanced tests that you can do to kind of understand what supplements people need or, or benefit from? Absolutely. And a common thing in functional medicine is especially traditional docs. We, we like a pill for every ill, right? You've got heartburn. There's your pill. You've got erectile dysfunction. There's your pill. So then they get into functional medicine. They do the same thing. Oh, you've got heartburn. Well, instead of this pill, I'm going to give you this powder, this supplement for that. So what we try to do, especially in someone that's more advanced functional medicine, like I like to consider myself more advanced functional medicine, we really try to figure out the root cause and focus on that first thing. And that first thing has so many downstream benefits. You've got migraines. Okay. CoQ10 might work, but Hey, if we reverse your gluten sensitivity and your, your gut dysbiosis, your, your yeast overgrowth, the migraines go away too. So I like to tell people that they're ultimately going to need maybe a hundred different supplements to get better ultimately. But right now we're just going to do these 10 because these 10 will affect the future. And you may not need those other 90 if we can fix the root cause and you, you, you fix it with your nutrition. So too many functional medicine doctors do symptomatic functional medicine is what I call it. You're just on a pill for every symptom you have. You're just kind of mm. replacing traditional pills with like something that isn't covered by insurance. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and, so, and you and, make money on it. Correct. And, and that makes people tired, uh, you know, uh, very quickly and maybe a little mm -hmm. bit distrustful of, mm -hmm. uh, of what a functional medicine kind of approach can be. And they frequently end up on like 50 supplements and it's just unbelievable how much, wow. how many pills, m many times patients come to us and we actually take them off of supplements. Like you're on too many. And then like you referenced earlier, I don't think I actually answered the question. There are fancy tests that we can do now to evaluate those things. But a lot of times in the beginning with our patients, I tell them not to do the test because there's so many things you need to fix just with your nutrition, lifestyle, gut microbiome, absorption, and all that. So if you're not absorbing your nutrients, then why are we even testing it? Like, okay, yes, we could replace every one of those vitamins with a supplement that I sell on the shelf. But how about we fix your absorption and your digestion, and then you eat real food, and that itself is a supplement. Like, imagine that getting zinc from nuts instead of zinc from a pill. Hmm. We love nuts. We do love nuts. We love nuts. So when it comes to um, things, you, you've discussed diet and supplements. Mm -hmm. Now I want to talk about stress and sleep. Ooh. Mm. Now for, for me... Is this a personal I, question? I mm -hmm. think that stress... Right. I mean, asking physicians, for, asking physicians asking about stress and sleep is like the worst you know, thing, right? Like we're, we're terrible at this. He's asking but, but, for a friend. But, but, yeah. but over time, you know, I have found that stress levels and sleep levels mm -hmm. greatly impact something like male fertility absolutely and for and, and how they deal with mm -hmm. surgical complications and absolutely. pain testosterone and and do you have things that you have found that work in your clinic to either measure or to uh, monitor to improve sleep and and stress yeah, so that that's a, another hour-long podcast. But the adrenal glands are ultimately one of the things that are responsible for so much hormone balance. It doesn't matter whether it's your insulin. It doesn't matter whether it's your testosterone, your estrogen, your fertility, whatever it may be. Your adrenal glands make the stress hormone. And in America, we're constantly stressed, right? We wake up stressed. We, we, we work stressed. We go home stressed. And so those adrenal glands are constantly pumping out too much cortisol all day long. And then you try to and, go to sleep and, and you've that got cortisol, And that cortisol makes you fat. Yes. And the cortisol is an inflammatory agent. Yes. And the cortisol encourages diabetes. Yeah. I mean, it's everything cortisol, bad. Nothing yeah, everything good. Everything bad. Nothing good. <laughs> oh, wow. This is so, depressing. Yeah. <laughs> 
so, need to go eat a taco right now. Right? That's why you only work three days a week, ladies, because <laughs> you were getting so stressed <laughs> out, you started getting things that happened to you. Things Autoimmune happen things happen to me. Right. Uh, you need to see a function medicine doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know a good one. <laughs> There's an R and an E in his name. It's fancy. Right. So the thing about the adrenal glands is too many people focus on uh, the supplements for adrenal glands and not so much the lifestyle that created the stressors. So, no kidding. That's right. Uh, right? So that's it's why no I'm three days a week. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's no different than functional medicine changing someone's food plan. Like you can't fix your gut if you're eating trash. Well, you can't fix your adrenals with any supplement unless you're actually changing what you're doing. I've learned one of the quickest ways to change the adrenal glands, even if you don't change your lifestyle and what you're doing, is it sounds totally hocus pocus. I'm a real doctor, everyone. Okay. <laughs> this sounds totally hocus pocus. But gratefulness, literally gratefulness, doing your same day, same routine, driving to work, driving, going to get the kids, whatever it may be. Just having the spirit of I'm grateful for what I have. Not all the things that I don't have yet and the things that I'm working for. Like, I am grateful right now for this sky, for this room, for these wonderful people around me. Gratefulness is the fastest way. Like, I just got chills and just relaxed a little bit yes. saying mm-hmm. how grateful I am for good friends. Aww. And that sounds totally hocus pocus. There yeah. are real supplements that help adrenal That's glands. But being grateful reduces your adrenal gland output. I start every morning with prayers of gratitude. I go outside and stretch and pray and I do my grateful things for everybody here. So and the sage it. around and the new houses. <laughs> my autoimmune <laughs> thing went away. Went away. Look at that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Great gratitude. Well, I cannot thank you enough for coming and sharing kind of your approach to medicine, Thanks about for functional me. medicine. I, I mean, um, you're just such a such an amazingly committed doctor to what you do, and we really appreciate all the great care you take of our patients. And so, those of our listeners out there that want to experience you in the in the first hand, uh, how do they get a hold of you? What's your website and phone number? Uh, so my website's Ub Medical, which is spelled O U B R E Medical.com. And then our phone number is 512-829-1104. That's right. If you have questions for Dr. Ube, you can send them to us at armormenshealth.com or call us at 512-238-0762. You can check out these podcasts wherever you listen to free podcasts. Thank you guys so much for being here today. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.